Truth Still Matters, episode number three. Come one, come all. Welcome to the Catholic Podcast. Truth Still Matters. The human person is made for truth. Despite this dictatorship of relativism, we breathe every day. This podcast exists in the stream of the new evangelization championed by Pope John Paul the Great and continued with Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI and Pope Francis. We will have the opportunity to learn and reflect on the timeless truths revealed by God and deposited in the Catholic Church. If you're looking for apologetics or theology that can be applied to your life right now, you've found a new home. Stop drowning in the world of opinion and embrace yourselves for truth still matters. Thank you for subscribing and listening to this third episode of Truth Still Matters. I really want to thank you for your positive feedback and your reviews that you've left on the website, hubertsanders.com, and also the positive reviews that you've left in the iTunes store. And I can't tell you how much those reviews, what those reviews have done for me, and also what they've done for others who are in search for a good, solid podcast to invest their time in. Whenever I'm looking for a good podcast or show in iTunes, I tend to read the reviews. And the positive reviews that I encounter move me to check out that podcast. And I know that your positive reviews have done the same for others. So please keep it up. And together we can lift up the name of Jesus because that is the main purpose of this podcast, his goodness and his mercy. Now, this show will focus on the topic of truth. Now in 2013, everything is reduced to an opinion. Is that healthy? Stay tuned, and we will find out together. You and I, as human persons, are wired to know. There is no doubt about it. That's why we always question. We always ask the question, why? We're always looking to get an insight. We're not merely content with someone's opinion. We want the real deal. We want the inside scoop. Don't you? I know I do. We always ask the question, why? Unfortunately, in the 21st century, Everything has been reduced to an opinion or preference. You've heard it. I know you've heard it. Well, you may believe in Jesus, but that's your opinion. People have different opinions. 
And who am I to impose my opinion on you? Have you heard that? I know you've heard that. I've heard it. You may have even said it yourself. What are we to do? When everything is reduced to a preference. Now there are some things that will be a preference or an opinion. Hey, I like Jets deep dish. You might like Buddies or Shields or the Hot and Reddies at Little Caesars. I don't know. I'm, you may like vanilla ice cream and I may like strawberry, chocolate. Those are opinions and it's fine to have <laughs> an opinion based on a flavor of the ice cream. When everything is reduced to an opinion, look out. And we've started to see that in the 21st century. Well, I think it's my choice that I should be able to kill an innocent baby if I'm not ready to raise it. Excuse me. Someone's life is being equated or reduced to a preference. Liking vanilla ice cream is not the same as warning or thinking you have a right to kill an innocent baby. I, it's my preference that I should be able to marry whomever I want. If I'm a lady, I should be able to marry a lady. If I'm a man, I should be able to marry a man. It's my preference. When everything is reduced to an opinion, our dignity as human beings is lowered, even though we may not be conscious of it being lowered. We ask the question, why? My daughters ask me the question all the time. They ask me, oh, why do you have a tie on, Dad? Why do you have to go to work, Dad? Why is the sky blue, Dad? Why do you um, always fiddle with your iPad, Dad? Why, 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 why? And that is very healthy, even though at times it can be um, tiresome. <laughs> but to question. And those whys lead to the ultimate questions. Why are we here? What is the meaning of life? Albert Einstein, who's not known... Uh, for being a, a religious man, said himself that he is not an atheist. And he said the important thing is to not uh, stop the questioning process because it is through that questioning process that we can be led into uh, the reality that goes beyond our experience and that we glimpse bit by bit. And philosophy is the term labeling this questioning process, this attempt of providing rational explanations of why things are the way they are. Literally, the, the etymology of philosophy is the love of wisdom. And we can't get around this. We are hardwired to know the truth. Even the people that say that, well, you know, that's your opinion and that's your opinion and no one will ever really know the truth until we maybe one day die. Even the people that say that everything is relative and that's the name of this 
relativism. Even the people who claim that are contradicting themselves. How so? Because why should we listen to them? They say that everything is relative. So why is their statement credible? Because it's nothing but what? Their opinion. See, we can't get around it. And see, the reason why we reduce everything to an opinion these days is because of this. Uh, an old philosophy teacher told me this. We reduce everything to an opinion because it gets people off of the hook. I no longer have to support my arguments. I don't even have to make an argument. All I have to do is label it my opinion, and that gets me off the hook. I no longer have to support why I think what I think. And you can't challenge me now because it's my opinion. See, this opinion is eroding truth. It's eroding what it means to be a human being. It's eroding our ability to make arguments for the truth and not simply an opinion. Human reasoning is a very healthy thing, but we have a wounded human nature going back to Adam and Eve. And therefore our reasoning needs help. It needs help. Different religions have attempted to use this reasoning to help explain the what and the why of things around them. We've got pantheism, which is an attempt to explain that everything is essentially connected. Everything. Everything is somehow eternal. Okay? There is no separation between the creator and the creation. They all are one in the same. Another attempt to explain things would be the two equal spirits in the universe. You've heard of it. The good force and the bad force, and there's a constant battle. And then we have polytheism. You know, when you behold the sun or the ocean back in the day, um, the ancient peoples would say that had to be a god of some type because it just uh, went beyond their ability to understand or comprehend. With the use of human reasoning, we can come to know that there has to be a god. Okay, St. Thomas Aquinas, who's a church father, a doctor of the church, laid out five different proofs for God's existence. And all St. Thomas was doing was affirming what St. Paul affirms in, in, in his letter to the Romans, chapter 1, verse 20, where we can know, we can perceive the power of God just by observing the creation around us, by looking at the trees, by looking in the mirror, we can know that there has to be a God because nothing can bring itself into existence. There has to be that reality that doesn't look to another, that always was, that always is, and that always will be. Now, believers call this reality God. Now, this human reasoning doesn't take us far. We don't know what kind of God this is. We don't know that this God is a loving God. But we do know that there is a God, okay? Just by the use of our reasoning. Now, various philosophies and various religions have employed this reasoning in helping to explain things. And the church does not completely disregard these views of the world. Okay? In Vatican II, Nostra Aetate states that we are to affirm the rays of truth that are found in ways of thinking, 
that are outside of the visible bounds of the Christian community. Okay, we recognize truth wherever we find it. But notice on the bullet points there, it says often reflect array of that truth and truth is capitalized. Why is that? Because even though we recognize truth wherever we find it, as Christians, we hold fast to the truth, the way, and the life. See, truth is not just a proposition, not just a good idea. It is a person who is madly in love with you, with me, and he's calling us. This is Christ Jesus. He's the fullness of God's revelation. There's nothing left to be said. In Hebrews, it says that God spoke to us through the prophets of old. But in these last days, he's spoken to us in a son. He said it all in his son. This is the fullness of divine revelation, showing who God is through word and deed. Now on the surface, it may seem as if this Christian claim is an arrogant claim. What do you mean the truth? What do you mean the way, the life? There are many people in this world that do not adhere to Christ. How can you say that your way is the right way? And I would agree that this is an arrogant claim if Christianity was simply another human philosophy. If it simply came from another human person, this would be an arrogant claim because who was one human person to label their experience as being a standard for everyone else? But see, the claim of Christianity, and I believe this claim, but the claim of Christianity is this, that Christianity, the faith, is not just human beings surrounding the bottom of a mountain reaching up for God. Christianity is God coming down from on high, coming down from the mountaintop, revealing who he is. And we don't control how he does that. We don't control when he does that. We simply receive it as a gift, whole and entire, and we pass it on. Okay, as Christians, we are not better than anyone else. We are simply beggars that have found the bread of life, okay? Are you hungry? I've been hungry. And Jesus feeds, and so we can feast on him in his written word. We can feast on him in the sacraments. And when we're feasting, many people may come around and say, well, who do you think you are? And you say, I'm just a beggar, and I found food. You want some? If you don't, get out of here because I got to get my grub on, for lack of a better term, okay? <laughs> this is received truth, divine revelation. And he reveals his plan. What is his plan? Many people would say to go to heaven. And that is his plan. Well, what does heaven mean? Okay, it means continually being in the presence of God. He wants to adopt us as his children. And this is a show of his mercy, his love, his omnipotence. Okay, because how do we become his child? We have two different natures. We have a human nature and he has a divine nature. How do we become his child? It's impossible, but he makes it possible because through faith, through the sacraments, we become partakers of the divine nature. We share in his life. And therefore, as St. Paul tells us, we can cry out, Abba, Father, Dada. Okay. How many of you have had a pet? I've had a pet. You've had a pet? For you pet owners out there, I know you love your pet. 
But I don't care how much you love them, you cannot adopt them as your son or daughter. Why not? Because they have a different nature. We have a different nature from God. But God is strong enough to communicate his nature to us. I can't communicate my human nature to Jojo, the dog, even though I love Jojo, the dog. God loves us and he has the power to make us partakers of the divine nature. This is not merely another philosophy. We are called to never compromise. This is received truth. And this truth is not just an idea, it is a person. The way, the truth, and the life. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us and let your name be lifted up on high forever and ever. We are the bearers of the truth, protecting it. So not a single heretic can step to this. O R T H O D O X it is. Hold down the whole truth with excellence. We are the bearers of the truth, protecting it. So not a single heretic can step to this. O R T H O D O X it is. Hold down the whole truth with excellence. Shaping the rock on all the dark chairs like that. Heeding the words of the Holy Father, playing the back. Man, it was dropping as it's taking the facts to find the word of God. Listen, backtrack. Read the first verse, flash back to the beginning. Before the scriptures were written, when the first verse was the gospel, the Holy See the apostles did it. We are the head, the orthodox, we're the opposite, it's charismatic, we stand firm in the faith, we just want